Welcome back to another episode of The Complicated DM. It's your co-host, Mariana and... Denise Renee. Hi, everyone. All right. So we are excited about today's episode on the complicated life of restless culture. And we have a guest with us today, and we'll allow her to introduce herself. Hey, everybody. My name is Jasmine Kellogg, um, and I work in student affairs. Awesome. Thanks for being here with us, Jasmine. Thank you. We are so excited to have Jasmine. Um, I feel like Jasmine is the perfect example of this topic because when I think about restless culture, I think about tuning her in in my mm. mind and I think about what would Jasmine do? Would she rest or grind, grind, grind? Oh. So maybe we can take some time and talk about what this means to each of us. Yeah. yeah. Jasmine, you want to start? Sure. Um, when I think about restless culture, honestly, I kind of sometimes equate it with like reparations to a certain extent. I'm like, my ancestors have worked so hard for this country. Um, and so a part of it is like, okay, well, I'm also going to rest. I also just kind of think like when I think about indigenous cultures or like if, you know, the transatlantic slave trade never happened, mm. like what would my life be like before oh, then? that's um, fair. Yeah. And so just thinking about like a lot of cultures outside of Western cultures, like working consistently isn't really a part of that all the time. And so for me, it's that I think also, I don't know, grind culture, like it just doesn't make me happy. And I've gotten to a point where I'm like, what makes me happy? And I try to do that. Awesome. So for the audience that can't physically see you and make any assumptions right now do you want to talk about your identity oh yes so that's a good question that's it just a good came question. to mind um so i am identify as a black woman okay so. black girl magic in the house period <laughs> that's dope I- like Mariana never rests. I feel as if she is always on the go. So talk to us, Mari. Yeah. So, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot because I've been fortunate that in my last two jobs, I've had someone similar to Jasmine when they're like, just relax, like take your hour lunch break. And what I have realized through like therapy and processing it, that some of it is embedded in my immigration roots of me immigrating here and my mom being like success is the only option and being in a country where success the way I grew up equals grind equals work equals hustle and not even everything just revolved around success and when I rest I'm like I'm thinking a hundred things that I could be doing with that hour that I'm resting and I think that's why I struggle with I really have to like slow down and say okay and this is what I mean like I'm like okay what would Jasmine do Jasmine would just be like it's okay it's okay it's gonna be there tomorrow because <laughs> she introduced me to the nat ministry mm-hmm. right and for anyone that doesn't follow the nat ministry like it's her whole philosophy is rest as a form of restore mm-hmm. right and so for me it's that balance it's the balance of how can i still though be successful with the challenges and not grind all the time yeah. mm-hmm. and kind of what you just talked about reminds me of just it's kind of like the story of colonization though right right like <laughs> A lot of immigrants are taught like, well, the stereotype is that immigrants come here and take jobs and all of those types of things. So then to combat that narrative, it's like, well, we have to work really hard. That's what I thought about when you were speaking. Or also how black people have been stereotyped as being lazy. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Um, And not wanting to not wanting people to perceive that Mm -hmm. 
as it relates to you. Yep. Yeah. Um, but for me, I rest and I nap. Um, <laughs> but I also think it's because I'm over 40, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at a point in my life, in my career, in my social life where I'm tired. I am exhausted. Mm-hmm. I have worked really hard for a number of years where I was on the grind, constantly working, um, and constantly thinking that I always need to do something, um, whereas now I'm intentional with everything that I do. And if I say I'm doing nothing, that doesn't mean I'm free. That means I'm doing nothing and I'm okay with, with doing nothing. I mean, I legit had this guy that I was dating get upset with me because he wanted to make plans and he asked me what I was doing over these certain dates. I said, oh, I'm, I'm doing nothing. And he's like, oh, I want to do blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. When I say I'm doing nothing, that means I don't want to do anything. Like, uh, I want yeah. some Denise time. I want to relax. I'll probably read a book. I'll probably take three or four naps in the day. Like, I need to recharge. Um, and I think the older that I get and the more experiences that I have, I'm slowly transitioning from being a true extrovert to being a little bit more introverted and really appreciating and valuing my long time. Huh. I think your time is your prerogative. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Bobby oh. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting because I feel like lately I've seen on social media posts around like bashing to-do lists. Mm-hmm. And I feel like an awful human because I will make a to-do list on a Saturday mm-hmm. of not work, but like I'm going to clean the floor, like literally of stuff in my apartment. Yeah. And the, my then that to-do list stays like throughout the week that I just, I look at what I need to get done, like bathe Harley, clean his ears. That's like on my yeah. to-do list. See, but I feel like the to-do list isn't a bad thing though, right? Like you can have on that to-do list, bathe Harley, clean the floors, take a nap, right? Right. And so it's like all reminding you, because I do think, right? Like, sometimes, like, having a clean house makes you feel better, right? It does. And so, to have that on there, I think it's fine. And everybody's balance of, like, what rest is looks completely different. So, Mm -hmm. I might, or Denise might take, you know, three naps in a day. Whereas, like, I might just sit outside or you might be cleaning. You know, so it just... I think it depends on like what our thresholds are for rest versus work, but I think it's important that we figure out what that is for us and make it happen. I like that. Yeah, I like that you said rest is defined different by everyone. So, would you define not working on work related stuff, right? Like your career and maybe working on like nonprofits or or a podcast as work and as not resting, whereas resting, not resting. I I do. I feel like that is still work that is happening and that when I think of rest for myself it is absolutely doing nothing or doing something that is bringing me joy right so binge watching tv or spending time with my dog who you might have just heard in the background uh or taking a walk going to go exercise or something like that so things that bring me joy I don't consider work but all the nonprofits that I'm involved in that's work doing stuff for this podcast that's work they bring me joy and they are rewarding but I do still consider that to be work Mm -hmm. so you know Saturday and Sunday I nap between two and four like my body naturally starts to shut down around two o'clock and I typically wake up around four and so my friends that know me knows don't if you want me there don't plan anything between the hours of two and four like period like Mm -hmm. you and it's okay if you have something between that time I don't have to be there yeah my body just shuts down yeah I'm okay now when I wake up I'll come through so about 4.30-ish, right? No. <laughs> no, I think that makes a lot of sense. 
um, and I would I would agree with that. See, I I can't. I used to nap in college. Mm-hmm. I cannot nap as an adult. I think the last time I napped, you're like, what? You nap? Is that a thing? I read something on Instagram the other day. I wanted to share because this was like, oh my goodness. Maybe it's just the Latinx community trying to strive in that way and adopt that and realizing like we do need a rest. But it said no days off is not a flex. Is not a flex. You need to rest, babe. But under it, it said. Maybe it's the ganas, which ganas in Spanish translates to like the willingness, the like, let's go, let's do this, that our parents gave us. Or maybe it's society expectations of success. Whatever it is, remember that you are worth more than your daily to-do list, right? But this reminds me, though, of how much that has the the grind has been ingrained in me Mm -hmm. and i'll give you an example my i was complaining to my not complaining i was just telling my aunt how um you know how much work has been really stressful and a lot and her answer was and i might have shared it with one of you her answer was oh that's awesome you have work right it wasn't this and then i think that i wanted from her it wasn't this like i'm sorry to hear that like how are you doing how are you coping it was that mean that's great that means you still have a job Yes. Yeah. Do you think it's a generational thing, the way we view resting and napping? Um, and um, something that I mentioned earlier about some people viewing resting as a privilege and mm. luxury. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we also, I'm sure you guys heard a million celebrities talk about you know, I'm grinding, I'm grinding, I'm grinding, and I'll rest when I'm dead, mm-hmm. right? Huh. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I think that it has been considered a privilege um, or a luxury, but I think that it's something that we can all <laughs> that we can all enjoy at some point. I think we just have to figure out how it fits into our days, mm-hmm. kind of. And also, like we said earlier, resting isn't always a nap. Yeah. So, like, it could be you figuring out, you know, a 15-minute walk in your days, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think the luxury part, of resting might be like you know I only work one job that's literally nine to five so I have all of this extra time versus the person who might have to work two three jobs which takes up you know 18 hours out of their day so I think yeah generationally we might have considered it a privilege previously um especially like I don't know when I think about like history and like you know like starting lines are power and privilege right like what I grew up learning was like well we're already starting you know this many marks behind so you need to work harder you need Mm, to try to like achieve you know financial success some sort of like wealth um but also thinking about like how can we without grind culture how can we build generational wealth and I think that like Hmm. as folks of color we've always been creative um and it's something that we can easily do with going against the grain of what grind culture tells us that's so true that's so valid yeah I don't I don't know if I could answer that just because my mom is she thinks so she's like what is self-care she's like get Mm. his own that's for white people right yeah that's her response she's like good self-care Ain't nobody got time for that. Like, I get home tired from my job that I've been on my feet all day. I, you know, I have to cook because of all the gender roles. And she's like, if I don't do all these other things, my house is going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. Like, and, that, and to her, that's work because she doesn't enjoy doing that. Right. It makes me anxious when I see people on the go all the time. Really? Really. And I think it's because I'm always in such a relaxed state um. that when I see people moving and around, I'm like, will you sit down? Like, what's... Do I make you anxious? Uh, there are some times I'm like... My energy, you just, right? Yeah, yeah, way too much energy for me, y'all. <laughs> I'm just so chill. I mean, I today after work, I came home. I was like, I need a good 20-minute nap. Uh, when... During the pandemic last year, I say during the pandemic as if we're not still in it, but, uh, 
when it was heightened, right, in 2020, working from home, I napped every single day. So instead of lunch, I had a, a nap time instead of lunch time because, you know, I was working from home and could, you know, schedule when I was going to, you know, eat, right? Yeah. Um, so I grew accustomed to having that part of my routine. And now that we are transitioning back into the workspace and right while we have a hybrid model, I've struggled a little bit because I've been exhausted. Yeah. I no longer have that nap time built in yeah. and it's it's been a little different for me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which is where this topic evolved from, right? Watching people last year trying to navigate work-life balance, working from their home, and the way that people just took over your lunch with meetings, mm-hmm. or the way people, you were late for a minute in person, they they saw you go to the bathroom, or they saw yeah. you get water, but then all of a sudden, virtually, it's like, where are you at? Where are you at? It's like, you can't see what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel like virtually, I had to be intentional around like marking off my calendar. Like huh, okay. Lunch was, it's probably marked off for like the next three years right just so it's like I have this specified time I've also tried to be like intentional like throughout my days if it's like I'm gonna go to my office and meditate for 10 minutes right like telling the other staff like I'm meditating don't bother me right like just because that's what's important to me and I feel like if I don't do that I'm not bringing my best self now I'm like grouchy (laughs) for the rest of the day and would you rather me meditate for 10 minutes or like be grouchy for the next four hours and so like also trying not to like disrupt my days but I think now that we're talking and I'm reflective some of the things I don't know I feel like the I've gotten like this sooner. One, because I used to work with elderly folks and I would get a lot of advice and really kind of just took it in and being like, I don't want to be 60 when I finally like get it. You only have one life to live, YOLO. And so I'm like, (laughs) I'm trying to get it, you know, earlier in life, one. But two, unfortunately, I've experienced a lot of death, right? And so I'm just, because of that, I want to live life to the fullest. Um, And I mean, work brings some sort of fulfillment, but it's not everything. And so like finding those other places in my life to be like, I'm taking a nap. I'm going to eat these sweet potato chips. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to hang out with friends, right? To like fill in those gaps just because like I've had those like harsh reminders of like every day isn't promised to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like trying to figure out how to get it now, right? I want to go back to something you mentioned a moment ago, meditating. How long have you been meditating and was that difficult to to get into or to practice, I think Mm. is the correct terminology? At first, yes. I remember turning on this one thing and it was like, meditate for 30 minutes. And I was looking at it, I'm like, is it 30 minutes yet? It's only been two. <laughs> like, so, it freezes so much. Yes. Like, so it did take me a while to get there and like actually enjoy it. Sometimes I fall asleep, so mm-hmm. it turns into a whole nap. But it's just something that calms me. Like, and specifically for me, when I meditate, I do a lot of like breathing exercises. And so it took time to get there. Um, and I think as I just try to stay consistent with it, then it helps me be more comfortable in like extending the time. Hmm. But I also don't force myself. So like once my mind wonders, yeah, and I'm done. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, it's a wrap for today. See, so so uh, I'm I'm sorry, Mari. Uh, one other thing, something about you mentioned about you know it calming you. I do not want you to to answer this question, but I do want your thoughts as it relates to other people. So people, um, a lot of times. Uh, will use recreational drugs to calm them, right? Whether it's, you know, true cannabis or if it's CBD or like (laughs) hemp. Um, What are your thoughts on on that and 
people's usage, not necessarily your opinion, and, and we're not trying to criticize anyone for their use, but your thoughts on, on people going that route versus meditating, but mm-hmm. choosing to, to rely on recreational drugs or drugs, period. It have to be I think it's a different form. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a, different, yeah. a different form of almost meditating, but mm-hmm. in a, with something that you're, instead of practicing and taking in, that you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm what i think of it yeah yeah i think i think it kind of differs on like what your you know like what the drug is yeah. right like so if it's some that are like causing like harm to your body then those i probably wouldn't suggest but the other ones that aren't like causing you like harm or like messing with any you know organs or whatever i say why not you know especially like i think specifically right now i'm thinking about like marijuana or weed we're on the verge of like legalizing it federally it's legalized in specific states and so why not okay it's fair comes from the earth yeah it's natural it comes from the earth i'm in agreement you know what i struggle with as we talk about this i struggle with when we are in in work environments where it doesn't support it mm-hmm. and when we are in work environments where we look at people as a leader being a certain way and we don't embrace different types of leadership styles right because right? I've been in situations where someone has made a comment about me taking like taking my lunch break and I was like yeah. we deserve we deserve an hour Isn't that fr- right. federally right. regulated and then, <laughs> and then saying well I just I'm not used to seeing that right, right. or even I've been in situations in the past in my work environments where a colleague where I've been like hey let's link up for lunch like as a social thing and the comment has been like who has time for lunch do you right. like do you have time for lunch and I'm like don't, that's kind of a jab of like do you have enough to do right yeah. <laughs> right but that that's what I struggle with when you apply those two things to right, right. that are added in your- I think early in my career that would have made me feel some type of way mm-hmm. but at this point I would have said yes because I intentionally make time for lunch yeah. because what you're not going to do is work me to death, right? Yeah, because yeah. what we mentioned earlier, work will be there tomorrow. Like, it yeah, will always, yeah. always be there. And how dare you for trying to make me feel guilty for wanting to take a lunch break mm-hmm. that is in my doggone contract, yeah. right? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And it's federally regulated. Like, I yeah. deserve this break. Yeah, And it goes against, like, right, like, all of our research, right, around, like, the importance of resting or taking breaks because it actually helps you be more productive. So, if we're chill. Um, right. And also, I think, like, the hard part, though, is, like, if you are the only one in a culture that doesn't support it, is that... That's so true. It's so the true. same way you would, like, build support for other sorts of advocacy. I would say do that when you're trying to create a culture of rest within a workplace that doesn't traditionally support it. That's so valid. I think, um, and this maybe both of you can't believe this, but I used to even be faster than I am now. And what slowed me down is when I moved out to the Southwest Mm -hmm. where people out there, like their, the vibe, their mentality is like, it's going to get done. Yeah. Right. It's going to get done. Right. And I struggled with that. Like coming from the city and moving out there, I struggled struggled so yeah. bad but I had a colleague and I don't know she's I hope she listens to this episode but she was the one that was like dude we have an hour lunch why aren't you taking it mm-hmm. and she flipped it right and she was like you're also not setting a good example because I'm setting this example you're setting this example and that's what the students look at right yeah. and she was the one that really got that she was placed in my life because she was the one that was work is 
it's going to be there, but it's not going to be next to your deathbed. Yeah. yeah. I had a former boss that actually encouraged uh, her single employees to get pets mm-hmm. because she said it gives you a reason to have to go home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you do that. not yeah. need to spend all <laughs> yeah. your morning and night at work and in the office. And so getting a pet means you have to go home and take care of something yeah, else. Yeah. Right? I love that. Um, me too. Because I had a pet already. And to know that that was her way of thinking yeah. made me feel really good knowing that I could say I have to get home to my dog like I yeah. have to let my dog yeah. out I have to feed my dog or my dog is sick or whatever the case you know as you guys have been hearing her through this episode <laughs> um you know like because it is just me and her right yeah. and so I can never work in an environment that wouldn't support that for me mm-hmm. I love that I love when supervisors support it I had one before that would say like after a long day like a long program she would say all right when do you plan when are you taking off yeah mm-hmm. what morning are you taking off what afternoon or supported me in taking like a two hour lunch so I could run during lunch and shower and come back and it's you don't find supervisors like that the funniest story that has ever happened I'm sure many of you have called in to work the day of right because you were exhausted but you didn't say you were exhausted you said you were sick or like something Uh came up and I'll never forget I called my boss and this was extremely early in my career I called and I remember he asked he's like are you okay Like, are you sick? Is there anything we can do for you? And I said, I'm exhausted. I'm like, I just need to rest and to sleep today. And he was like, well, that's a first. And I said, I'm just being honest. Like, I have nothing else to give (laughs) at this point. Um, And that was when I was traveling extensively for the role that I had at that time. There was no resting. Like, I literally was on back to back to Mm. back to back. And I was just exhausted. And I could not pull myself out of bed that day and I realized too like when you say no they'll figure it out yeah. right like yeah yes. you aren't the only person who can like lead a training yeah. or like take care of whatever responsibility it is there are other people um within your workplace that can also do those things mm-hmm. and so I feel like it also kind of forces some sort of shared accountability of like the work yes. that we're doing to accomplish whatever the company's goal is how do you get there though how do you get to a point where you can advocate for the rest and the self-care that you need yeah. I feel like honestly I have to credit my mom a lot. Um Hey mommy. Hey girl. <laughs> hey bestie. So I feel like she's all like I look at her life um and listen to like her life lessons of like I should have rested here and I didn't or like companies mm-hmm. how really they're I mean they care about the bottom line, yeah. right? Yeah. So like you might have been a star employee mm-hmm. and then you know you end up getting furloughed or laid off or whatever the case may be. And it's sort of rest that took all my vacation days. Right. Um, and so I think honestly, just kind of like taking heed to her advice has really helped me mm. get there. Um, and also having her to call or other people in the workplace like Mariana to be like, okay, I'm not crazy, right? Like, I should, <laughs> like this is cool, you know, or somebody to like support you in those meetings to be yes. like, oh no, I totally agree, yeah. you know? And also just like coming to like a sense of self, right? Of being like, F y'all. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do it, right? Like ultimately, some a colleague said recently, like, who am I okay with disappointing, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, mm-hmm. Okay, but disappointing myself, my family, 
for y'all, right? And so, like, trying to figure out, there's a cost, you know, benefit to everything. And so, what is my analysis for my own life? Um, But I think a lot of it just came with, like, being comfortable in myself. Um, Mm -hmm. And even, like, when I get nervous, I give myself pep talks all the time. um, (laughs) And, like, give myself a quick pep talk and be like, okay, girl, but you about to say this. Or, like, you know, sometimes (laughs) I, like, write it down just in case, like, I get too anxious and my words get jumbled. And so, just figuring out, like, I have to do what's best for me and doing that. Yeah. Good. That's that's dope. I'm going to, I'm going to start saying that to myself who do you feel comfortable disappointing yeah right how about like, you? I win every time though right. like mm-hmm. I'm gonna win every time how about you how do you get there um I think just time and experience mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. truly getting to a point where my happiness was really important um I'll, I had a terrible experience working several years ago for someone that did not believe in rest Mm -hmm. I mean literally told one of my colleagues that if you want a nine to five go work at a bank wow right wow right Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was very that much like some always, higher ed mentality. It was. Right? It was when I worked in higher ed. I do not miss it at all. People come join me on the other side. Um, very much, and and I knew then, and I was turning. 30 around that time and I feel as if it was a turning point in that moment of learning a a little bit more about myself and what I value and what's really important Mm -hmm. and I knew then that um, if it required me to sacrifice some things like my health or my happiness then I don't want it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so from that point on, when I started actively looking for other opportunities, I showed up to interviews as Denise. Right. Right. Because I wanted them to know who they were getting day one. And I've been that authentic person ever since then because I need to be in an environment that, that is beneficial. That's not to say that I haven't been in other terrible working environments because I have. But the moment it was no longer healthy... Mm-hmm was the moment I made the decision that this was not going to be the place for me. And mm-hmm. and, I've, and I've stated that to supervisors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel extremely comfortable with advocating for myself in that space. I feel like what's key, or not what's key, but one thing that really stood out to me, what you just talked about, was like your health. Mm-hmm. And what yes. I have seen is that like, and what our research shows us honestly, is that like people of color are stressed, manifest in physical ways mm. you know mm-hmm. and so like once I start looking like a pimply faced teenager <laughs> or like I can't sleep through the night yeah. it's like this ain't okay right? right like I get or like even like I used to get headaches associated with like the workplace and so it's like I'm pulling up it's like oh I got a headache but like mm. why because this is a stressful environment so I need to figure out how to change this yeah yes. so yeah that was yeah that's huge yeah. yeah I think that's how I got to it was at my last job having seen my supervisor talking about stress mm. seeing the job stressed her out so much that stress ate her health away and just remembering what she looked like and remember and mm-hmm. just watching her lose her hair so much gain so much weight yeah. have to go to the doctor for all of these issues mm-hmm. that were work related mm-hmm. and I remember saying to myself I don't ever want to get to a position where that, right? Like that's the case. But unfortunately having to see someone go through it. And her doctor tell her, you're either going to choose your life Mm -hmm. or work. Yeah. Because this job is going to kill you. Yeah. 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 I think specifically too, like within the realm of higher ed, folks will like give you a large task and then be like, but I need it by tomorrow. And it's always Mm. like your failure to plan does not become my emergency. Right. Right. And so like. 
because you waited until your deadline was coming up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not spending my winter yes. break, my yes. fall break, my weekend, or even my evenings working right. on this, right? right? Yeah. Um, and so it's like, y'all will get it. Or yes. vacation. Or yes. vacation. Exactly. Yes. Like, I'm not looking at your email. Yeah. I don't even, I tell her, turn off all the notifications. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. I had, um, someone I used to work with that their mentor told them that the best advice she has ever followed working in higher ed has been do not add your email to your phone Mm -hmm. your cell phone yeah like that has been one of the biggest ways that they have Mm-hmm. They have maintained balance. Yeah, but yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. No, I can. I I have my work email on my phone, but I don't have um, notifications on it. So okay. I, I, right. Yeah. So right. I only have it in case I need to check it right. for something, but I'm not receiving any right. notifications. It's not, it's not a flash. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's like in a little folder, so it's not even like a main icon <laughs> where you can phone. see the yes. <laughs> numbers. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. well, since the notifications are off, the numbers don't even show up. Right. Oh, <laughs> you know what I've learned to do that I wish I would have practiced a lot earlier is just put my phone on do not disturb. Mm. Yeah. I wish I would have practiced that more. Yeah. Like, I would just set it on do And that way it's not it's not text messages, it's not social media, it's not right. nothing mm-hmm. boggling my head. See, for that, that gives me anxiety. <laughs> it would give me anxiety. Because I'm always like, well, what if something's happening with somebody? Like, I always have yeah. that type of, like... And I and that's that's what would stop me from doing that. Yeah. But I noticed the rest, the rest yes. of of doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like my friends that do that know well have communicated with me that if you call back to back, right? Oh, you, yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's why I have too. right. So and share that, that with people. Yeah. Like, okay. hey, I do have it on Do Not Disturb, but if it's emergency, call me twice. Call that's me. true. Yeah. Okay. Or put them on your favorites. That's yep. why, like, I have you on my favorites, and then yep. if I had it on Do Not Disturb as an emergency, yeah, we'll give me new tips for this phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although when your phone acts crazy and sends out uh, an emergency, <laughs> come save me, like Mariana phone the other night. I was nervous all night I was long. Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, oh my, I call, and then I called like the very next morning and was like, are you okay? Like, like there was no hello, how are you? It was like, are you okay? Like, right. are you alive? Like, I was what about happened? to pull up. She's like, oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't text you and tell you that everything was fine. No, no, you did not. The other thing I've learned, maybe we can like just go around and share ways that yeah. we, you know, that we've helped um or contribute to whatever rest looks like but one thing that i have enjoyed doing is just not stressing about getting getting to work on time because of my workout or not Mm -hmm. cutting something because of my workout or just being okay if i have a gap i'm going to work more than my eight to five like period in my job and being okay like taking that time to go get a workout Mm -hmm. in the middle of the day if i don't have any obligations and not be in a hurry and be at ease yeah like i've learned to do that and that's probably been one of my favorite things oh yeah that's awesome um i think for me it it depends you know very much like you what my work day looks Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. but being intentional with taking the time that i've earned and you know and that i deserve right and if that means 
you know, leaving to come home to check on my dog and get in a 20 minute power nap, um, then I'm okay with, with doing that yeah. As, yeah. as well. If it's a day where I needed to be in the office from eight to five, you're not going to get me after five. Like once yeah. five o'clock hits, I'm out because you literally had me from eight to five and those days yeah. where I might have to work over, you won't see me first thing tomorrow morning, right? Like yeah. I'm, yeah. you're what you will not do is overwork me. Um, what have I learned? I think that I had it, then I lost it. So <laughs> you're really That's okay about rest. being okay with deadlines and not oh. letting no, or maybe yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And, and actually, I not admire you, that about yeah. You. Now that you say that, like. It's because of my therapist that we can also credit her because <laughs> I remember she said something one time and it was just like, like, did I cause it? Can I change it? Mm. If not, like, let it go. Ooh. And so like, I had to like really Ooh. practice like... Say that one more time. Did I cause it? Can I change it? If not, let it go. And so like, I have really been practicing. I'm mean, like, let that shit go. Like, yes. it just means, you know, like, I don't have control over it. Um, and y'all not going stress me out like and so I kind of just let it go it's something that I've definitely been practicing and at first it was mm. difficult but now I'll be like oh you know I'm glad you brought up therapy because mm. I think being in therapy has helped me a lot yeah. as well I remember my very first therapy session many many moons ago and my therapist had said we're gonna work on control mm. and I was like what? What you mean, sis? <laughs> because I controlled every aspect of my life, and when things did not go the way that I planned, or the way that I expected, or the way I, uh, you know, made assumptions about. I did not know how to operate in that space and that was very difficult for me. So Mm -hmm. I will say therapy has definitely helped me. Some may argue that I still may be a little control freak and maybe to a degree, but not as terrible as I used to be. (laughs) Not as terrible. My mentor used to say, and this stuck with me, he used to say we will... He was in or is in higher ed too. We will never get paid what we're worth. Listen. Facts. And that, like, that will also stick. And I'm like... Mm -hmm. We're not. So yeah. I will flex my hours even though I hope my employers are <laughs> But if you are, here's some advice. <laughs> right. Like um, no, but I that's a that's a really good point. Cause I now that you say that, I do try to think about like the amount of work y'all get in yeah. for what you pay me. Listen. And like I'm in DEI work, and so if we talk about pay equity, <laughs> we and like this is something that pays better, you know, right? The like, amount and the quality. The amount and the quality, and like I'm supposed to, like I'm so I'm teaching my students about this, but I'm not practicing it. So like right. now I'm just a hypocrite up here talking about equity, and we don't even have pay equity, and I'm giving all of this work, and so yeah. for me that also contributes to rest. Cause I be like, I just, you know, I did good today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to chill for a while, so you know, that's a good point. So as we wrap up this episode, Jasmine, any last minute tips, advice, comment, whatever you want to share with these peeps that are listening to you? Yes, I would say think about what your values are. Um, so make a list. You all have homework. Hey, we have education. <laughs> um, so make a list of what your values are, what goals you have, and see how they align. Mm. And also then see how do you fit rest into that? Like mm-hmm. how does what you're doing on a daily basis 
Um, or even, you know, we make five year, 10 year plans. How does rest look like within those? And I would incorporate it. Um, I think it's super important. I think that we all deserve it. Um, and I also think that's a part of social justice, right? Pushing against these normative cultures, especially here within the U.S. context of like, you have to grind to get where you're growing. I think that you have to be comfortable in knowing that like whatever goal you set for yourself, you'll reach that without giving people all of your time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so make time for yourself. I like that. Aww. I love that. I love that. Y'all hyping me. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you listeners for listening. And as a reminder, um, if you want to share any topic ideas, hit us up on social media on Instagram or Twitter, we are complicated underscore DM, or you can send us an email at info at the complicated DM.com. Anything else you want to say, Mari? That's a wrap. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>